And now, the Flophouse Movie Minute. Okay, I got however many hours to build armor. Okay. All right, nerds. With working repulsion. Sure. We all went to the New York Comic Con this year. Uh, yeah, we wore press passes, dude. I did, too. Um, so, Stuart, you, you and I w- went together. Yep. Elliot, you went the next day. Yes. Now, I can only assume that you went dressed in some sort of sexy cosplay outfit. <laughs> uh, well, pretty much, yeah. I was a Japanese character called Katakari, <laughs> who is uh, kind of a half-girl, half-cat. Mm. Um, who who like dresses like a sailor who works for the UPS? That sounds like someone on the internet would find it erotic. Yeah, hint hint, letter writers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't go as any of that shit, and uh, though I wish I did, no, I actually had a family dinner that night, so I was actually, I was dressed nicer than usual. Oh, went weird. To, went to the con. So people thought that was your cosplay, was dressing nicer than usual? <laughs> they were like, oh, you're dressed up as someone with a job. People there were like, nerd. And you're like, you're dressed like... You're, you're dressed like zombie Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite of the costumes. The guy went, Wolverine, that's been done. I'm such a big fan of the Marvel Zombies series. Uh, I didn't see enough fat, futuristic samurais, but... <laughs> wait, no, I saw a bunch of those. Did yeah. you see the girls who were just dressed like sluts, but not like characters? Yes. In now that was interesting to me because I just like that schoolgirl is sort of an all-purpose thing that women can dress up as. Like they can dress up as that going to the club. Mm-hmm. They can dress up as that on Halloween or and going they to can school. Do that uh, for Comic Con. Yep, certain schools. Yeah. Or go, yeah, going to school or Comic Con. Yeah. I wonder, like those I'm not guys, complaining. those guys who have the really fancy costumes. I bet they yeah. get like I bet this is like second Christmas for them, or second Halloween, I guess, or Hanukkah, or or Hanukkah. My, oh, my mistake. I will say that it, you, I. It's one of those things where it's like this. These people are king of the con. Like there was a guy in a stormtrooper costume and the five hundred first. Uh, yeah, I think he was a member of the five hundred first. Yeah, and he was constantly being stopped for people to have. And I saw the same guy would get stopped three times. Four Are you times sure in it just wasn't different stormtroopers? Because there was a shitload of five first diff- guys. Some of them were different guys, but you would see the same guy get stopped for someone to take a picture with him. Then seconds later, someone else would come up, and it was so popular. I saw this a lot to have your picture taken on your knees with your hands behind your head, with the stormtrooper pointing his gun at your head, and just like, uh, oh, I'm about to be. Why the fuck didn't we do that, Dan? I'm sorry. But I saw at the entrance of the con there was a kid. On his knees, hands behind his head, stormtrooper with a gun to him, and his dad. And the stormtrooper shot him. him. And the stormtrooper blew his head off. But but it was like, this is great. I'm glad I'm going to have a picture of my kid with a gun to his head. Although I wonder, you know, you say that they're king of the con, but. (laughs) Blast, sorry, blast. When do you think they snap? Like, at what point. Do they just I would say, suddenly become furious when someone asks them the for a photo? I would say in the last few hours of the con, when the Javits Center staff makes their announcement, the Javits Center will be closing in two hours, they go, no, no, I won't go back. I can't go back. This is my life now. Oh, so you're saying that they love being photographed all the time. Oh, yeah, no, they love the attention. Yeah. These I, are people I, who I just like to point out that kicked. the Flophouse does not have a problem with the 501st. Oh, no, they're nor great. Would, uh is making fun of the 501st. So if I had the time... In fact, and this member of the Flophouse doesn't even know what the 501st is. So. If I had the time and I didn't sweat profusely, even when I'm wearing a baseball cap, I would join immediately. But you aren't know. you a little short for a stormtrooper? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hoisted by my own petard. I saw Mark Texier, the guy who used to yeah. eat Ghost Rider. I saw Mark Texier. He looks too. weirder than I thought. That's the thing. That's one of the things I love about comic conventions is seeing what 
comic book creators look like and realizing they're way older than you think they are. Like Steve Epting, who does Captain America now. Yep. He, I always think, I'm like, I'm not that familiar with his work. He's probably a young guy. No, he's got a gray mustache, gray hair. Like, you forget that these guys, if they're on a big title, have probably been working in the industry for 20 years. I got years. a gray mustache, though, and I'm not that old. You don't have a gray mustache. Yeah, I do. Back home. No. In a jar. That's <laughs> attached to a human face. <laughs> wow, that took a weird turn. <laughs> but like, you get That's to the see, strangest joke I've ever heard. You get to see what like Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman look like. And it's like, oh, when I was a kid, I was in love with characters created by a, some sort of goth hippie monster biker and uh, an accountant. You know, That's so kind of how I would imagine them to look like. Now, movie-wise, though, because this is a movie podcast, yeah. anything there? We we saw the Incredible Hulk, Hulk uh, panel. Yeah, panel, we went to the panel. And Tim Roth was there oh, that's right, I looking, pained, yeah. looking pained at all the Comic-Con conventioneers just standing up and being like, I loved you in Reservoir Dogs. That first scene in Pulp Fiction is the most awesome thing in the world. And he's just like, yeah, thanks, thanks. That was a movie I was in. Well, he was also, I remember years ago he said he was not going to make another violent movie like that because of the epic of, epidemic of violence among teens. So I wonder if he's ashamed of having made those movies. Yeah, I don't Whereas know. The Planet of the Apes remake, I'm sure he wanted to talk about for hours. <laughs> so. Sure. Uh, or I think being asked questions like, is this going to be, is this Hulk movie going to be a lot more like the comic books? Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh no, Lou Ferrigno's right behind you. Yay, Lou Ferrigno's here. <laughs> I have a cameo in the film. $10 per signature. The the uh, the director was there too, yeah. who seemed really Marie happy. Leternier. Le yeah, he, he made the Transporter movies. Mary Kay Letourneau? Yeah. yeah. Directed he, by Mary Kay Letourneau. He, he made the Transporter movies. Oh, perfect Hulk material. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Probably better than that. Did you see any uh, panels or anything like that? Unfortunately, I was there on a Sunday because I couldn't get there in the previous days, so I missed most of the good panels, and I missed the one panel on Sunday that I wanted to see. But I did see a lot of movie merchandise around, Hulk stuff, Iron Man stuff, some kind of 3D animated movie called Igor. I don't know what that was about. Oh, all, oh, all sorts of wondrous things. Well, because this is a movie minute and not a special supplementary episode all about Comic-Con, we should wrap it up, but I did want to ask what everyone's favorite thing they saw or heard at Comic-Con was. And I'll say that mine was, as Stuart mentioned, Lou Ferrigno was a special guest. And earlier in the con, I overheard a very excitable uh, young man go, I told you, he's here! Lou is here! And I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, that was awesome. I think my favorite thing was seeing about 47 different Naruto's that, that <laughs> Japanese... There were a lot of Naruto's. Yeah, of uh, various shapes and sizes. So I really like seeing all those little Naruto's running what, around. What are, what are Naruto's? It's some kind of Japanese character <laughs> with like shit painted on his face and crazy hair and a weird like bandana. Yeah, what does it sound like? Come on. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, and my, okay, before I get to what my... <laughs> two favorite things were i did will say i saw the trailer for the spirit the uh, okay, adaptation yeah, yeah. of that and it seems like uh frank miller who's directing it is going about it in the exact wrong way which is to make it a second sin city movie and not kind of a fun madcap you know crime adventure 
Sure. But anyway, that's besides the point. Take that, Frank Miller. Burn. My two favorite, two, two most memorable moments were meeting Mike Diana, the only man who's ever <laughs> been imprisoned for his comic book work, and who is seemed like a strange fellow and draws things that I uh, that if I it's one of those things where if I read one of his books as a kid, I probably would have had nightmares to this day about it. And then being shaken by that, and then walking away and seeing, hearing. All right, everybody, it's time for the battle. And wave after wave of lightsaber fighters coming up on stage <laughs> at the back of the hall uh, as this huge audience of people sitting down applauded and cheered uh, and being like, oh, okay, good. There is hope in the world again. Uh, there is a, there's a, a brightness there. There are lightsabers there is <laughs> inside a, all of us. There is a Jedi Knight tournament force that uh, shows up at the Comic-Con and fake fights. I think fake fight is an injustice. <laughs> they're sorry, they're real lightsaber. Well, yeah. I think the moral of this story is the sort of guys who would do a podcast about bad movies are also the sort of guys who would go to New York Comic Con mm-hmm. uh, with press passes. <laughs> Stuart's very excited. I mean, I don't know about you guys, I do work in the press. That's, I had a legitimate press pass, even though we, we would never cover that in a million years. But yeah. You know. Oh, no, I felt really cool. Our legitimacy. I will tell you, the press passes were far easier to get this year than they have in past years. In the past years, they had your name and where you worked on them. This year, it just had a number on it, so you could just hand it out to anybody. And I, oh, this is and here's the uh, the press pass story I heard. Uh, two of my coworkers went, and their boring fo- their forms had been <laughs> lost. So they had to fill out new forms while they were there. And uh, my coworker told me that while she was filling out her form, a guy went. Excuse me, you were supposed to have a press pass for me? I'm from aquafan.blogspot.com, I guess an Aquaman fan site or something like that. And she goes, oh, well, can you spell that out? We'll get the paperwork for you together. (laughs) Not a high bar set for the press at Comic-Con. So, everyone out there, go to aquafan.blogspot.com. I may have forgotten the URL. Let's see if that's a real URL, yeah. Okay, let's see. Aquafan.com. Okay, it looks like aquafan.blogspot.com is underwater sex experience. Huh, has anyone tried it yet? Uh, there's only one post here, guys, and it's just asking if anybody's had sex underwater and if it was awesome or something. Yeah, this is really weird. (laughs) 